0: Today I am joined by Steve Martin, also known as Acoustic Steve, the Human Patriot, who's coming to us from the universe. <laughs> that's right. That's his, that's his intro. I just you do it on most of your content, and I always like end up like kind of grinning to myself every time you. <laughs> I really like that. So, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Man, I've been really enjoying your content a lot. I just found you uh, maybe a week ago, not very long ago, Mm -hmm. when I started making the transition off of YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. Um, I I think I came across your Rumble channel. So that's where I first found you. And then, you know, I've been on your website now, checking your videos out there. So I've been getting a lot from them. So... Thank you for creating that kind of content because it's worth. Yeah,
0: it's good to know. Rumble is one of those ones. I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to keep doing it. So it's good to know some people actually did discover me over there. So you you basically emailed me and said, "Hey, man, you know, we we're kind of aligned on stuff. Maybe you should check out some of my stuff." And I went and watched a couple of videos. And you know, that's basically all I've done. I've watched a couple of videos, listened to a couple of your podcasts, but. I was just very quickly, and just like, this guy and me agree on a lot, a lot of stuff. And also like listening to you, I mean, you're even talking about kind of fairly serious things. Yet listening to you is kind of an uplifting, positive experience. It's almost like there's this lightness and there is this humor, you know, it's not like really up in your front in your face, but it's kind of in there. And so it's just like, just feel good. Watching, I think the first video I watched was your uh, video where you were filming in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I do things like that. Yeah. I, I, when I was in college, I had a sociology class, and I learned about social norms. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've decided that breaking social norms can be very worthwhile. For a lot of reasons. So I take opportunities to do that. So that's why you see the bathtub videos.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And there's a couple more, you know, situations like that, like in bed right before you go to sleep or something like that. So Mm -hmm. what does, cause you have a podcast called the human Patriot and it's also kind of how you, your label, you know, I I call myself the modern day wizard. You call yourself, right. What does, what do you mean when you say human Patriot?
1: Well, for me, I actually start with the word "patriot," right, but that can have some connotations that I'm not really as aligned with because like nationalism, for instance, yep. and I'm more of a patriot of humans and the entire planet, and um everyone anywhere is my brother or sister or what however they want to um, define themselves they're a part of me, so I uh, I basically for me a patriot is someone that's willing to fight for the truth. And um that's really what I am. I'm someone who's willing to say things and uh fight for it. I, so it, it the name just kind of resonated with me and I went with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's similar
0: similar to the uh, definition that I use it for a wizard is someone who seeks truth and shares it, basically fighting For the truth and fighting for, because the truth is that, you know, freedom is a real thing. You know, we all have rights and things like that. And so people who seek truth tend to end up being people who, you know, also fight for freedom and things like that. So cool. Yeah. And your podcast is really interesting. You haven't recorded one in a a little while, but I caught on to that. Yeah, I just,
1: I am a person who has a hard time. Harnessing um, discipline. And I'm working on that. That's one of my life missions that I have to actually overcome inside my character. And I, I realize that, man, it's a struggle. But I do want to get back to that at some point. Um, I've just been kind of in a place where I haven't really been on social media much at all because I've just been kind of enjoying other things lately. Like, yeah. Um, getting outside a lot more and um, things like that. So
0: you, did a video you did a video or something where you're kind of talking about the end of social media and you just kind, yeah. of, it as kind of not ending through force, but kind of just ending because people, when people have a new experience and, and the internet and social media is a new experience for humanity at this point, at least this uh, generation of humanity. And at some point when you get into something, eventually you get the point or you, you, you know, you've been entertained to the maximum amount that you can be entertained. And it's just like, ah, this is the same old stuff over and over again. And you're basically saying people are going to get that way with, uh, with social media. And, you know, I'm kind of feeling that too, you know, I like to be, I like to follow kind of the news, but I listen to a lot of you know, different ideas about what's going on. But even that, I'm just like, you know what, why does You know, I need to know if someone's going to be coming to my town, an army's coming to my town or or something like that. But other than that, you know, as long as we're pretty far away from that situation, do I really need to be knowing all these things, you know?
1: Yeah, and it's just a lot of it, to be honest, is that I haven't been able to find my place because here I am trying to have a conversation with people. And I'm so outside of the realm of where they're at and how they think and and function and operate in their day-to-day or even their spiritual pursuits that I'm continuously putting all this effort out and getting nothing back in return. So I decided, I've just decided that um, I'm going to continue to make content because I enjoy making content, but it used to have a huge mission behind it. Like I used to really feel impassioned about, I need to do this. And I'm kind of taking a step back from that a little bit and more just trying to get in my day to day, my life, you know, a little bit more because I have this tendency to be kind of otherworldly or just not in this like tangible thing. And I could talk a little bit about that and why that is, but, um, I've just been kind of not really connecting in in things like Twitter and Facebook. It's just, it, it's not working for me. So, you know, it's like if you keep trying to do the same thing and you get the same results and you just keep trying to do it, that's like insanity. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of for me saying, Hey, this, this isn't working. And that's kind of what spurred me to make that video. You were talking about, about the death of social media, because I realized I'm not the only one experiencing that like to the degree that I'm experiencing it, um, which is, you know, that I I put a lot of energy into it and get so little back. And I think that other people are kind of feeling that as well. And at some point they're going to just be tired of it. So I've kind of went to some other places like telegram and um, parlor a little bit, but I'm kind of iffy on that one rumble um library I like a lot um and odyssey or whatever it's called the how they work together um but yeah I think I'm I'm just not going to put so much pressure on myself like to get results from this stuff and instead just kind of take a step back and say I'll make something if I want to make it if I don't feel like it I won't and I'm just going to live what's in front of me a lot more instead of Totally overthinking everything and trying to create something that most likely isn't going to be possible because, you know, you you know, you listen to Mark Passio as mm-hmm. well, and you so you you know about when he was talking about a maverick, right? I mean, I can I don't remember specifically. Okay, I can guess what you mean? Yeah, a maverick, you know, is someone who has just some touch of charisma or whatever it is, some kind of a spark that makes people want to listen to them. And it could be a subconscious thing and you're not even sure why. And he talks about searching for the Mavericks to get the natural law information out um, because those are the people that people are going to actually listen to. Right. So are you referring to the mavens perhaps? Yeah. The mavens. Yeah. 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 So I have discovered that no matter how much I would like to be that, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm ever going to be that. You know what I'm saying? I know, so, what, you, I know what
0: you're saying. So I I just want to tell you that I think that you may be wrong about yourself in this regard. I see you as something who's very, you're very good on, on camera and you're very enjoyable to listen to. Um, so I do think people, I mean, I mean, really, we're in a situation where this type, I mean, I've been on YouTube for years, you know, and I have like, I think close to 300, maybe 200, 300 videos or something like that. And I think they're really good videos, but they just don't get promoted by the, the algorithms. And so really, I have exactly. a very, very small audience, but you know, if, when I move over to someplace like library, you know, I, I, you know, I've only been there probably less than a year, maybe, I not am not sure, maybe over a year now, but basically, I have a multiple times larger audience over there. And I, you know, I make enough money to feed myself, you know, and I only have like, what, 2500 subscribers. That's a pretty small channel. And yet I'm making enough to feed myself. So um, yeah, I just, I, I get what you're saying with the like, it seems like people go through a phase, it's like that phase when you're waking up, and you then you kind of have this like, I need to tell people and that's like a big hurdle you have to get over. Then you, once you start really doing it, then you kind of go into this other phase where it's just like, well, you know, I'm doing it. I did it. I'm doing it once in a while, but it's not like this big thing anymore. So, and I think that's a really good place to be.
1: Yeah, I think so too. It's almost like a maturity thing. Like Mm -hmm. I was a little bit immature with my expectations, maybe smoking a little bit too much (laughs) hopium and, uh, (laughs) Now I'm just kind of like, you know, I have no control over that. I can just do what I can do. I can show up basically. I've kind of taken that philosophy on a little bit more um, of letting the universe present things to me instead of me trying to forcibly create in a lot of situations. Like I'm always going to forcibly create because I'm a creative being. But I've kind of stopped investing so much of my heart energy in those creations like and them actually having any sort of traction so that in itself has kind of freed me up to actually be more creative and to actually look outside of my own creativity towards things that the universe might be offering me like for instance um, I'm a truck driver and I lost my job um, last year because The company I was working for, they brokered. I was a local truck driver, and they brokered. They were brokering out and moving freight around for P and G. So P and G started moving their own freight around, and so my whole division got cut. And I didn't want to go back over the road again because I can't ever see my family that way, and it sucks really bad. So I I just um, transitioned into what the universe sent me, and that's taking care of my grandpa. So. I found out some things about myself that, you know, I'm actually a pretty damn good caregiver and things like cleaning up shit from somebody that I love doesn't affect me. Like it might, a lot of people, like even my own mom and my aunt, the ones that, you know, his actual children, I don't think they can do what I can do over there. Mm -hmm. And I would never have discovered that if I would have, immediately tried to become a truck driver again and found another local truck driving job for instance. Um, So it's just kind of, and now I feel like I'm needed more, you know what I mean? Like I'm actually doing something that is, is needed. So I don't know. I've just been kind of opening up in that way where I just kind of let the universe send certain things to me and I'm open to hearing things from the universe. Like um, for instance, I, I told you before you started recording that I'm kind of moving out of this place and moving back in with my wife. Cause we've been separated for like about a year and a half and it, it's been um, rough. I've been through a lot of rough stuff recently. Like before I moved out of her, I was, um, in a very, I felt like I was in more of a spiritual place because, you know, I wasn't eating meat for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't smoked um, cigarettes for probably about 15 years and a lot of the stress and things from not only us being separated, but this whole COVID thing going down and then some things with some of my friends, just, I kind of relented and kind of started dabbling with, you know, I started smoking cigarettes. i I have since then got rid of the cigarettes. I still have a vape pen, but it's, it's something that I know I don't want to be doing. I have children. I don't want them seeing me do it, but I'm doing it. Um, And, you know, I'm eating meat mostly because I'm taking care of my grandpa and I'm fixing him meat. And for a while I, that I, you know, fix my own and fix his, but then slowly over time, it's kind of went the other way. So, there's a lot of things I'm doing right now that I know are not where I want to be. And I'm wondering why I let myself get to this place after knowing everything that I know. And so that's kind of my personal struggle right now. It almost makes me hesitant to even talk on spiritual topics because sometimes I feel like I'm not in a place to do that. But then again, it's like, you know, it's if, if I'm authentic And the universe puts it in front of me. I'm just – it's been working for other things because, you know, I'm back with my wife now, and it's so much better because we had to work through some major issues, and we actually did that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's almost been a miracle. When I left – hold on a second. I need to plug my phone in before it dies. (laughs) Man, that – it's a bummer, though, because um, I just – set everything up so that wouldn't happen. Like I had my phone fully charged this phone. I'm going to have to get a new one. It's it does weird, funky things. Yeah. No worries about that. Um, So
0: just get you back on where you were. You were talking about your current life situation and how you feel a little uncomfortable even talking about spiritual things because Mm -hmm. there are some aspects of your life which are not, you know, perfect. And, you know, that's, I think that's, that's, that's true for me. And I think that that's true for, everyone I mean I I don't think I could list anyone who you know is perfect in that regard and and especially you know with meat and things like that that's that's a journey you know if we grew up eating meat I've gone through phases of my life where I was vegan and then I would go to a a, a mode where I was you know like like almost the only thing I ate was meat and yeah. um yeah. my and now I'm kind of in a point where you know I'm pretty much fine without eating meat or or animal products for long periods of time, but sometimes my body's like, you know, you got to get some of that, you got to get some of that in there. And so, you know, yeah. in, in that situation, and also like if I'm at someone's house
1: and they just cook this giant meal and and they yeah, that's the part that got me. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, and I'm I have an addictive personality, so I I'm one extreme or the other. You know what I mean? So after I partook again, after a year and a half of no meat, I just kind of fat very quickly went back to just eating meat. But I am kind of working, I'm kind of working my way slowly now away from that, trying to pick the meat a lot better that I am willing to consume. And uh, so I'm still working on it. You know, I, I kind of am trying to align myself better with the actual where the meat comes from. Um, like I, I, just started hunting again this year. Um, I figure if, if I'm willing to harvest an animal and, and give thanks for it and, and really let it be something I feel it's probably better meat to eat. For yeah. Instance. plus, you
0: know, the largest, one of the biggest aspects of what's wrong with Eating meat nowadays is that it it requires slavery, right? So you you basically enslave these animals You remove them from their parents so they can't have real Relationships and, you know, they're basically living in this Totally unnatural, dirty, disgusting situation and And then you kill them and, you know, it's like, okay If it is necessary to eat meat And for some people I would say it is necessary Then at least do it in a way where you minimize the harm. And, you know, if you're taking an animal who was free, you've removed the whole slavery aspect. And yes, you have killed it, but you know, that it is closer to what is natural. You know, that's, that's the kind of yeah. thing going on in nature, the whole enslaving a whole entire
1: species so that you can yeah. consume them. Uh, is, And a part of it for me is, man, I love animals. Like, the energy that I get from animals is just, it's like a blessing, you know what I mean? So it's when when I think about them being tortured and maimed and all sorts of things, just, just for consumption, it, you know, it just, it breaks my heart. So like, it's a, it's on a heart level thing. It's just like, and even when I, when I take a fish, you know, and, and I, I process it and I eat it, I still feel that, you know, I feel that loss of that beauty and that spirit that's there. So I don't know. It's something I I might eventually stop doing just because of that. Cause it's almost like you're traumatizing yourself by participating in the trauma. You know what I mean?
0: That's the natural
1: law consequences. I mean, we
0: recognize there are consequences and that's, that's one of the consequences, but if you got to eat it, you know, yeah, like there's a Bible situation, especially, then you know it's better to suffer those consequences. Well, that
1: and we got these, and I'm wondering why we would have them if they didn't mean something, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so wow. I'm I'm curious. You also in our discussions, you described yourself as a white witch. Yes. And so I'm I'm curious what does that mean?
1: Okay. So It's not something that I grabbed from somewhere. It's something I kind of came up with. And and I guess it kind of comes down to color magic. You know, there's black magic, there's white magic, green magic, blue magic. And I've I've never really been like someone to even really get into particular like rituals or deities or any of that really. It's always for me been more aligned with, to be honest, Christianity and prayer. Like, and once I I realized that I don't believe in Christianity, as far as like the system of how it works as a religion and how you, I don't believe in heaven and hell, for instance, um, I believe that heaven and hell is there, but it's with us right now. Like me and you talking, it's not like some place you go if you die and you don't do things the right way it's more like you carry it around with you if you're creating it. You know what I mean? So for me, it was like I I was in a household. My wife is a Christian and my two sons are Christian. And there are a lot of Christians in my life because we homeschool and there's homeschool groups and stuff. And I was doing martial arts with a bunch of Christians and praying with them and everything. And I'm like – Part of why me and my wife separated is this all came to a, uh, I guess, a crux, and and it had to been dealt with. And I uh, decided to explain to my family what I was would be a white witch because I'm not going to go around casting spells. And for me, a white witch, this could be my misperception, but a white witch is someone who knows what to do to cast a spell, but is very hesitant on actually even doing it. And they align themselves more with the universe and what's right and wrong. And they give their energy as available. And they, they um, basically put their energy as available for the good as, as much as they possibly can. And they're not trying to go around manipulating situations to turn out a certain way. They're more just, trusting the universe and and being available to as an avenue for the universe because the universe is pure you know what i mean it's it doesn't have malintent like when when it, i read things like in the bible like that we're all children of god that's true we were all created and we're all here To because we're loved like a parent loves a child that's one of the reasons why I can never get past that hurdle of heaven and hell because it wouldn't matter what my child did I, I would always love them and want the best for them and so creating a place like hell for people that do just Things in the Bible that you know are said to be wrong—that a lot of them I don't even believe—are wrong because really wrong is only if you harm somebody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of things in the Bible that are said to be wrong that aren't that. So, yeah, it just never made a whole lot of sense to me. So I, I told them I'm a white witch because I also like uh, like getting corrected and, and uh, creating some sort of um, dialogue. And my, my first thing my son said to me when I told him I'm white, a white witch is he goes, you mean you're a white warlock or a white wizard? And I'm like, no, I mean a white witch because that feminine energy, like I, I'm a student of astrology and I have a ton of astrologically feminine energy in my, my chart. Like I'm, uh, I have a lot of Scorpio energy, so... And uh, Pisces energy, things like that, um, just with my placements. So I actually can tap into the feminine very easily. So if we're going to apply a label that could be masculine or feminine, I chose the feminine. Mm. So it's just a way for me to create dialogue with people. It goes back to that norm thing, you know, breaking norms. Like, I see,
0: to- I see the reasons you choose it, but like, I also in your situation, um, uh, where I have always been surrounded by Christians, and um, honestly, I, I resonate a lot with Christians. I think in their heart, mm-hmm. they're acting from the right place, they're well, ideas- not only
1: that, but they can manifest healing and miracles that wouldn't happen if they weren't aligned with the universe at some capacity, and it's just It's so hard to come out of the, you know, the strict dogmatic like things that I, you know, I was listening to uh, somebody, somebody that I heard about from you, a Dean um, Clifford. Yes. And he was talking about the 5% of people that are not brain easily brainwashed. Right. So if that's the case. And I'm not so sure it is. I'm still researching that. But if that is the case, um, I do believe it's a high percentage of people that are easily brainwashed and it's very hard for them to get out of that. But if they're living and doing their best to be moral and love, I can let that not understanding thing go a little bit because I'm enjoying their company a lot more because they're aligned with the things that I'm aligned with, which is love when it comes down to it. I call myself Christian adjacent. And I even would call myself a follower of Christ. Maybe there's a couple things he said that I'm still trying to work out, but I don't even believe, and I tell people this, I'm a follower of Christ, but I don't even believe he necessarily even ever existed. I think it's very possible that some mystics created him so that they can impart all these truths of the universe. And it's just another doc, you know, the, the Bible is just another document where you can get truth, but it has a lot of it, especially the, the gospels. So.
0: So yeah, Jesus, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. Like, I almost want to call myself a Christian, but then people are like, so you accept Jesus to sacrifice for your sins. I'm like, no, I take responsibility for what I did. And they're like, well, then you're not a Christian. I'm just like, all right, according to you, I'm not a Christian, but I do resonate with what Jesus was talking about. I don't, you know, I don't think it matters whether he he existed or not. We certainly do not know that. There's a lot of people who think we do, but I don't think we know that. And there's plenty of other examples of people like him. Now, there's something called the Christ Spirit, which I would say, if Jesus existed, he was acting from that. But many people act, act from the Christ Spirit. Christ is the primary word in the word, in the word Christian. So mm-hmm. anyway, I, I'm, I'm curious. I guess, yeah. But in your situation, like for me, even calling myself uh-huh. a witch around really? Christians, Sets them yes. off. They get, they get. Oh. You know, they're like, "Oh my gosh!" It's just like, okay, well, there's a few places where they talk about sorcerers and stuff like that. And you know, I, I would agree. My definition of a sorcerer would be someone that would you is nefarious and you would not want. To yeah, be it's, it's a
1: different thing than a witch. I mean, a wizard or a witch, really, a sorcerer is.
0: But a, but a witch, like they can kind of they can Christians can feel okay with wizard because you know, yeah, like they Al Gandalf yeah. and it was a like right. Christian wrote the books about Gandalf and. But which, you know, they don't, that's like instant, that's as bad as sorcerer, if not, not worse. So you kind of chose a word, which I feel like was going to get you into trouble. Was it worth it?
1: Yeah. I'm looking for trouble in a lot of ways. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I mean, it, it got you to to create this dialogue about this situation, which is a very um, worthwhile thing for me to have experienced. So I'm glad I did it just for that reasons. I mean, I got to talk to somebody <laughs> about it, you know what I mean?
0: So so all of the pain that has been brought to you as a result of calling yourself a witch around Christians was worth it for this five-minute
1: well, of I'm not really up in anyone's face about it. They have to approach me on the topic. So there's not a lot of people that actually hear that from me, like these Christians that are in my life. Um, I'm actually not so much around them anymore because I was I was more around them because I was in this martial arts that I'm no longer doing. And that had to do with a uh, thing that happened because I started posting about astrology and the teacher of the thing wasn't cool with it in a way. And so I left. So I'm not really around them as much anymore. It's more my family than anyone and they love me no matter what I am or say, so it's not that big of a deal, you know what I mean? But if somebody did approach me and wanted to talk to me about it, I think that part of doing things is is not letting fear or what could happen come into play in choosing to do something. Like that could be foolish in a lot of ways, I think you should use discretion don't get me wrong but if nothing's really going to happen to me i mean there's an upside and there's a downside but my upside is being more authentic so if if i'm going to be able to be more authentic and put the actual label that i want more than the one that would be more acceptable i'm going to choose that every time cool
0: yeah I think it's definitely a better way to live being authentic it's so it's good on so many levels. I think there is a line where you have to be careful, but I'm glad that that is not the
1: situation that that you are in so yeah uh, yeah but... kind of the universe kinda of, it it's kind of weird it helps me like it I see it all the time like this, If it was if a different person experiencing the things I'm experiencing, or it should have went a bad way, but it goes a good way, I see it all the time. in the smallest little thing, and it's just like
0: that's, the universe. That's what made me stop being an atheist. Like I grew up Christian, and there was like 10 years where I was basic, basically an atheist. And it's just so many things were happening in my life, which I recognize that anyone from the outside would say, you know— you're doing all these fallacies in your mind, and it's not good evidence. And it's just like okay, but it's definitely happening in my life. That and that, yeah, is, if it that becomes
1: is... tangible, like I've seen miracles. That's why I know that in the Christian religion, there is there is like people can get close to God and the energy of the universe. Like they can really align themselves with it because they're living the actual teachings and there that they, you know it says the one that gets you out of trouble with christianity is thou shall not judge so if you can stick to that as a christian with all the rest of it around you're going to be in good you'll be in good standing you can have your beliefs the way you want as long as you're not tempted to start doing that morality game with people I mean, it really does align fairly well with you.
0: Do you think that really we should never judge? I mean, aren't there times when...
1: I don't think we should judge um, the outcome of of immorality. I think we should more judge it as immorality, um, if it really truly is immorality. But I don't think we should judge like... This person, is because I believe in redemption, like hardcore redemption, like people that have done the most heinous things, like that karma is their karma. The universe is going to still make them deal with that karma. However, I don't want to take part in any of figuring out how that is going to be. I have enough on my own plate to deal with. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like I'm tempted to go into the prisons and talk to people all the time and like get a poetry Um, writing a thing going on with, with prisoners and I'm going to meet some heinous people that have done some heinous things. And, but it's still on my heart, you know? And the reason why is because it's not my job. Like I don't have to, so I'm not going to, because it, it starts to take an emotional impact on me when I start to get too involved in what other people have done and what should be done because of that, that, for me, it's better just to say, hey, the, that's gonna be taken care of. Like, <laughs> there, with or without me putting my two cents in, that's gonna be taken care of because that's how the universe works. Like, that person is gonna have to deal with their karma. I'm gonna have to deal with all my karma. You're gonna have to deal with all your karma. So, for me, this is kind of where it gets into, like, when we, we talk about anarchy and natural law, it's like, how do you deal with people that do heinous things that break natural law that are dangerous to society and not have government. And that's a question that almost always comes at the forefront of any conversation you start to have with the status as their resistance to even considering what you have to say. Right. And I, I, that's, that's something I'm actively trying to come up with a good answer for, because I have, I don't really have a great answer yet. So
0: Uh, I also would say I don't have a perfect answer. I feel like it would probably have to be something which is figured out locally. But there's probably a general system. I think the general system is you have to have people who are in communities who know each other. And so that there are consequences for being known in your Mm -hmm. local community as someone who can't be trusted or who is likely to do something. And so first, if someone is about to commit or is threatening to commit harm on someone else, then we can do it or we need to, to stop that from happening. And so that's one form of justice. But what if we just know that this person has done that? Um, I mean, there's, then there's the idea, okay, well then you have to seek restitution because if someone has harmed someone, justice is the person who caused the harm, whether intentional or not, right. should fix the harm that was caused. But then you have people who are like, I'm not going to fix the harm that was caused. And I'm giving you every sign that I'm going to continue to act like this. And I mean, it seems like excommunication is basically the solution there. If you think that it's actually going to solve it in a way where they're not going to become someone living in the woods, who's now robbing and hurting people uh, in your local community. So uh, I do think at some point you're going to have to imprison
1: people, you know, and then, then how do you yeah, I've been the starting to think of- about that? And, you know, listen, you know, listening to Mark Passio, his solution is just, Hey, you know, these, let these people out that um, we created them. We have to deal with them type of thing. And I wouldn't be against that, but at the same time we have things, right. We have guns, right. Uh, to protect ourselves. So uh, prisons where they become this institution, horrible, bad, shouldn't exist. But if there's a bad actor in society, I almost could look at a place to hold them away from society as another form of a self-defense mechanism like a gun. Yeah. So when I start to think of it like that, it's like I have a right to say this person can't be out here because of what they might do to people and they have done to people. That's the reason why I think they might do it. And, you know, you could interact with those people. Maybe I, like I said, I do believe in redemption. Maybe there's some Avenue for that, but there's a lot of people that just don't want to be redeemed and never will. And that's just reality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's almost like I'm trying to, to come up with ways to, to talk about like how we could, not have government but have natural law that people understand at the same time if it's broken and you're not going to be able to work in this system at all um how we can function and not go into the government trap you know what i mean yeah it's a it's a complicated problem but it's worth working on. I I can't think of anything else.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't think it can work until people, until most people understand everyone is free to do whatever they want, as long as they don't hurt anyone. That's very, very simple. and, And, you know, we understand that, you know, probably from birth, basically. I mean, I would say we all have some basic intuition about, you know, just don't, don't cause any harm. And there's no reason why anyone should have any authority over what you choose to do beyond that. And if, if, Everyone in the, in the society understands that. And also if everyone in the society is armed, they have the capability of ending. You know, you're not, if you walk into a grocery store in a society where you're like, okay, everyone, probably 90% of the people in this store with me have a gun in their pocket. You no, know, I'm not going to rob the counter, right? I'm not, but if I, if I know it's like a gun-free zone or something like that. So basically we need people to understand natural law, you know, Basically, you're free to do whatever you want as long as you don't harm anyone. And we need people who have the ability to enforce it. And these don't need to be deputized people; they just need to understand, you know, when harm when someone's doing something which is breaking natural law, right. and having the ability to end it. And I think once we have that, then the whole idea, I think, everyone will just it, it will almost fix itself. It yeah, I think just,
1: a, most of it itself. would. Most of it would like automatically, not just because of. Well, most kind of what you said, because people would people that are are doing these things, they have a certain amount of fear. Like in the moment, if you're if you go and you diddle a little kid, um, you're gonna be a lot more fearful that somebody might come castrate you, and nobody's gonna give a shit. That might mm-hmm. keep you from, doing it, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's going to be a lot – there would be a lot of that that would deter a lot of this stuff to begin with because we inherently would have the – we already do have the right to defend ourselves, but it would be acknowledged to such a point where you'd be afraid to go and and mess with somebody's right to defend themselves, as simple as that. That person has the right to defend themselves, and then you get into the weak and the strong and all this and that, but that's one cool thing about martial arts is, you know – Appearances can be deceiving of whether or not somebody can defend themselves. There's that. And, you know, there's also, if you do something to somebody I love, it's like, you're doing it to me. And I, I I feel like that's an extension of defending myself. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So people would be, I think a lot less likely to do some of these things because they might get them killed or the, the retribution that may come might be a lot harsher than, then if they get caught because they always got this, well, I might just get away with the thing that makes them do it anyways. But, you know, that yeah, would probably still be, occur. But there'd be, if, if you knew everybody was going to come after you, if you did a certain thing, you'd probably be less likely to do it. To yeah.
0: Begin with. And in the, current, in the current situation, I mean, it couldn't be worse than the current situation, which is basically. It could
1: not be worse than the current situation. I don't it's think there's much are, of anything that could be worse than the current situation.
0: Yeah. I mean, people are basically, the, the courts are basically letting pedophiles
1: yeah. get away with it,
0: you know? So it's, yeah. and the whole system, like it's dark underbelly is largely focused on this whole pedophilic network. So it's just like, yeah, of yeah, course they're still going to probably back.
1: They can't get worse. Don't care about it. What's that? It, 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 you're right. It, I don't think it can get worse. Like a lot of people, I think they think it can get worse than it is now, like total police state, stormtroopers walking the streets, and all this and that. But I don't even know if they need that because of all the um, subconscious manipulation, the programming that goes on from birth. They've got it to a place where they can keep this status quo and they don't need it to be that. So the illusion. Is more nefarious than anything because all these dark things, these occult things that are going on with children and stuff, they can continue. And if you put people on the, you know, stormtroopers on the streets, eventually that's gonna come to a breaking point and people are gonna just be like, fuck this, let's fight. But if you could keep it where we're at now in stasis and build upon it and make that worse, which is what they're doing, and I believe what their agenda is entirely. Um, and you know their cult becomes bigger and stronger and more brain more better at brainwashing and all that i i don 't think it can get worse than where we 're at right now <laughs> but at yeah, the same time the universe blesses like i I really believe in this I think the universe like for instance i think it it's like the natural law of rhythm right and uh polarity and I believe there's signs out there that the universe is kind of has some humanity's evolution going on because we went from Kings to the Magna Carta to the United States constitution. These are just the pendulum swinging this way. What did it get to the United States constitution and it's going to swing back? I don't think so. I think it's swinging towards anarchy and we don't even know that yet. Like, and it's, it's a gifting of the universe because anarchy is the, the moral place to be and i believe that we're humans and that we actually are a lot closer to an expression of what god is meant to be if we're acting as moral humans then probably a lot of things out there in the universe there might be other sentient things but i think um i think we might actually be the epitome of of what was what creation is trying to manifest And that being said, we we have all the capabilities of being very moral, just beings that that can love and experience and have such – we can create heaven, basically. So when I said heaven doesn't exist as a place, I think Jesus was saying this when he said heaven is at hand, right? Because heaven is right there. It's with you. If you have heaven in you, it's with you and the more people that get heaven which is just an understanding of natural law and alignment to the universe and natural law the more heaven is able to express itself in our direct 3d the more that pendulum swings from Mag- magna carta to united states constitution to anarchy it could be that that's what the universe is is helping happen like it's not even us that's doing it i think there is an actual design and a plan for us to actually evolve. And a lot of the things that we're going through are the growing pains so that we can see the illusion and the lies and we will know and understand them. So that's kind of where I'm at with that.
0: Yeah. I feel, I feel similarly. Um, basically I do. I, I think that things are going to get worse, but that, yes. that is part of the, that's what part that is required almost for, for people to go, Oh, yeah. That's, that's why right. natural law is important because if we don't recognize natural law, then we all go to hell, and hell is just you know if we make the world a certain way, it can be hellish, yeah. and if we make the world another way, it can be a heaven. And so, basically, okay, that's definitely not the way to go. And that might take that might take you know a few years. It might take a few decades. You know, Russia it might might take a, for decades. So, but millennia. You know, <laughs> I think I think that I have a feeling we will come out of the darkness you know, well before I would die of natural causes, you know.
1: That would be nice, man. Yeah. I don't know if I have that faith, but that would be right. definitely But I, I think there will be heaven more from people that just decide to stop. Like what well, Dean even
0: Like right now, the world is going crazy. But, you know, I've aligned my life with natural law. And I feel like I'm open to being utilized by the universe to serve in good purposes. You know, basically what you were describing as white witch. And I feel like my life is heaven. And it seems like I have, it's getting better and better every day. And there's no reason to think that's going to stop. Now, I do recognize that I have to be wary of what's going on in the world right. but in generally I live I live in heaven and um like my goal is to bring that to the world as much as possible.
1: Yeah, and that's what gives me hope, man. Because I see somebody else that I I I, know, I just know understands it intuitively. Like I haven't really even heard much of your work, but from the small amount that I have, I'm like, oh this guy gets it and that is the universe given me a blessing. It's like a mirror of sorts. It's like I can, I, I see that I'm not alone and there are more and more people I'm seeing that from. And that is a great thing. I love it. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, I, what you just said about heaven, you feel like heaven is, in, it is, it, it is. Once you make that realization, it's, it's like, even if you're going through something dark, um, it's still there. It's I, I'm still grateful. When I wake up, I still when I go to bed, I'm thankful. You know what I mean? That's how you know you're in line with heaven is when you're grateful and you're thankful. Even in the dark places, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, thank you. You know what I mean? That that That's what heaven is. Heaven isn't bliss. Heaven is just be, ha, being full of light and, and love, which is manifest in all sorts of ways. And one of the ways is being thankful that I can see it in myself. And it's not like... Before, when I was in Christianity, it was like, I'm supposed to be thankful. I'm supposed to be grateful. And so I'd get in a circumstance where that main that energy might not even be resonating. Like, everybody is sticking their hands up in the air, praising and worshiping. And, and I'm sitting there going, you know, like, this isn't really where I'm at right now. And then I step out the door, and I see something awesome. And I'm like, okay, thank you. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. You can't force those types of things. It's kind of like the whole thing about religion is just kind of forcing everyone saying, oh, you should love God. You know, it's like, well, first of all, what does that even mean? But like these things are they're describing a state which was gotten to authentically, not not as a you should get here, but as a you you were brought there, you know, you you worked into it. Um, so I see that as kind of the main, one of the main problems with religion, but maybe it is necessary on some level, people who are so far from it to set them up with a, like this, you know, step one, do this step one, do this. And maybe you can fake it to make it. I don't know. I never felt like it was really much help the whole. Yeah,
1: I didn't either. I feel more like a Christian now when I'm not a Christian than I did when I was a Christian. Yeah, totally. Yep. That's why I would say I'm a follower of Christ, even though I really don't even think Christ needed to exist for that to be true. mm -hmm. And I'm not so sure Christ did even exist like as an actual historical person. I don't know. There's a lot of reasons for that too, that I think that that might be. And then there are things like I started reading something really cool. It was, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact name of it, but it's the gospel of, um, Jesus Christ in the Aquarian Age or something to that extent and it was actually written in the early 1900s by somebody who said that it had access to the acoustic records and it's just like when I read it I'm like wow this might be my gospel and then I, I, I think about it and I'm like what would tear this down as not being legit right? First off it's not in the canon. Second off it came to be in the 1910s third off it's said that it was acquired from the acoustic records which could be a little hippy-dippy i don't know but what is in it is so exciting that it doesn't all that goes to the wayside because i'm able to look at what it is it's just a story it's another parable but it's got so much in it i'm i've been reading it and it's a lot of fun i would check it out if you haven't yet cool yeah i hadn't even heard
0: of that one so sounds yeah i hadn't
1: either i just came across it recently Hmm.
0: so I want to get I think your last podcast episode or one of your latest ones you talked about kind of the situation with um the situation that the world is in at the moment and of course that's largely the pandemic situation and um, but also involves you know election stuff in America and election stuff and actually in other countries like Burma and um you know all this effort which I think is pretty clear to depopulate the world while also getting people to like integrate those who survive integrated into kind of an AI control yeah. grid basically. So um, oh yeah, I, what, what are your views on the current situation? Um...
1: <laughs> well, I think it's a part of a ritual and I think uh, it's a dark occultic ritual that it's being performed on everyone. And one of my biggest, go-tos for for presenting this as why i believe it is i've started to, i i've learned a lot about new, numerology tarot astrology over the years and when i look at the major arcana and i look at the years starting from the year 2000 and i align that with zero the full card and then i go to 2001 and that align that to the magician card um and we you know we got september 11th that's That's the major, each year has some kind of major or multiple major events that happen that correspond with that actual major arcana's energy, which makes me think that they're doing a ritual, like a progressive ritual. So now we'd be in the universe, we'd be in the 21, and you look at the card, the universe, and it's a goddess with documents, you know, surmounting the world and and breaking free, But the thing about this ritual is they flip it, right? So it's the reverse. So that's why the magician card back in 2001, you know, you got a huge um, manifestation energy, which is what the magician card kind of is, but again, and something huge did manifest that had a lot of power to change the world. And it did. And it's a great way to bang off this huge ritual right at the very beginning. Um, and there's a lot of symbology just in that card, like the Pentagon got hit. That would be your, your coin, because if you look at the card, you know, it has, all the, it has the wand, the coin, the, the air, the airstrike, you know, the, there's just a lot you can really start to see. If, and I, I think that what it is, is I don't think it's just this ritual that has this energy. I think the universe itself is kind of has this energy and they're piggybacking on that but they're reversing it and they're, they're doing a huge ritual that I guess ends this year. Cause this is the last card in card in the major arcana. So hmm. I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I mean, I could point to some that really are apparent, which was Trump getting elected in 2016. It was that dark ritual, you know, of the tower, you have Hillary falling from the friggin' thing or crown, you know, and all that. And, you got the star. Think about what happened to the stock markets, cryptocurrency, and hopium in general in 2017. And then you got molar in 2018, and you got everything hidden, and all this just, you know, the moon energy, all this just dark stuff underground, and uh, just people being living in so much illusion Then you got 2019 with the whole Epstein thing and it's now thrown in our face, that sun energy. We can't deny it. It's right out there in the open. These people exist and they're doing this crazy shit. Are you going to accept it? Then we got the 2020 and that one is so apparent. It's unbelievable with what happened to us all in 2020. Well, it's judgment. It's like the choice, which is what judgment is to me. It's called the choice is what I call it. And everyone is given a choice. Are you going to wake up out of your coffin? and see what's going on when that trumpet's getting blared of the coronavirus and lockdowns and all this freedom-taking stuff, you're you're going to choose to go one way or you're going to choose to go the other. So now we're in the 21 where we're going to start to see that some of their agen- bigger agendas start to unfold. I think that's the energy of that one reversed. Um, so we might things see things like passports tied to, um, you know, your – your whether or not you've had this vaccine, vaccine passports or whatever they're calling them now,
0: yeah. things yeah, like I that. That's, that's a sure thing. I mean, it's already happening in some places, and things are getting yeah. pretty bad. And in Israel, for example, what do you? So there's the in a lot of people's minds, who I think are probably up up to speed on all of what we're talking about here. There's still the question of what is the role of Trump, because you know, even within yeah. a part of me, there's I can look at it and I can go. I can see this as Trump actually being a good guy and actually being someone who's going to help us. But I'd say if I'm going to bet on this, I would say, no, he's, he's there to basically play one half of, you know, one half of the, you I know. feel the
1: same exact way. It's a could be, um, maybe that aligns to the fact that the universe itself gifts us sometimes. Maybe Trump is a gift from the universe, but at the same time, he could just be a great actor. And yeah. there are things he's done, which I'm like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for example, nah. the vaccine, you know, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, the, you
0: know, vaccine the vaccine is the most important technology. Yeah. And it's, he's like promoting it even still. And he's like, Oh, I did this great thing. I'm just like that. That yeah, and makes me not trust you at all.
1: And it also makes me sad to see how many people have just hooked themselves to the Trump train so hardcore that when something like, the vaccine they can hold this duality in their brain when they're so against vaccines but they're so in support of trump and somehow not come to terms with the fact that those things don't work together you know what i mean yeah. and, and it it's it's a crazy world we live in man well i think but i, I think we were here we're here for a reason yeah i think some i think of we chose to, to be up born.
0: for example mark adams i'm uh, mike adams of natural news he's i don't know if you're familiar with him but he's he's always been anti-vaccine you know because he actually knows what's going on but he was very on with trump and even throughout the whole recent you know up till you know a few days ago and, and now he's you know at this point he's just like look trump is still touting this vaccine we all know this vaccine is a, basically a planned thing to to fuck people yeah. and and he's still saying it's a good
1: thing so how how can we trust him and i think other people are waking up this is where I'm at with the vaccine when I start to talk to people about it, because I know I'm going to have to talk to normies about it. I say, okay, this vaccine employs nanotechnology, right? That's never been done before in a vaccine. So the way that they get the, the uh, information, the genetic information into your cells is via a uh, lipid that they create, that they put the DNA stuff, the RNA, whatever, in. And then yep. that bypasses the barrier of your cell and gets the information into your cell. And then your cell starts reproduct- reproducing the information and throwing it out into your system. And then that's how you get an immunity because then you build antibodies to what's being created. And that's how the, vi- the vaccine works now in theory. And I can, I can see how that works. Right. But I myself know that this world's ran by dark occultists. So even if that was the case, I w- and it worked like that, and it did work, and it was effective, and it did just that, and it got rid of this coronavirus, that I don't even know if it's real or not. Even if it did, I would never take it because of who I know is creating this thing, and it's nanotechnology they're using. These crazy motherfuckers, excuse my language, are putting things inside of, of things that are so small that can cr- get into your cells and we're just supposed to trust what they're putting inside of that nanotech. We're just supposed to trust it and say, oh, they're not bad actors. They're here to help and be healing and all this and that. And that is scary. Like, I wouldn't take it even if, if it worked and, like, everyone's fine and everything. Like, you know, this small percentage of people, because they're saying some people are dying, but it's, Not that many. Some people are getting this anaphylactic shock, but it's not that many. And you're seeing people going like this, Trevor's, and and all this, because they're saying that lipid that is used, it's somehow getting into – people are allergic to it, right? Yeah,
0: it's actually a very harmful lipid. So it's kind of well-known in the medical industry that it's a bad thing, and now you're injecting it straight into the bloodstream of people so that – could
1: be dangerous. So even though maybe not that many people react to it, like I have, I have a thought on this. There are a lot of people who think everybody's going to die. Everybody's going to like, um, you know, it's going to have really adverse. It's, it's like a calling mechanism, right? I don't, I don't, I mean, that is possible, but I don't know if I necessarily believe that. I think it be could it could work and go over and work and it could just be another Thing that gets people used to letting people put things in their body, which is the yep. problem to begin with. And not only things, but now nanotechnology. You know what I mean? Because yeah. truth be said, if they wanted to put nanotech in us, and they probably have, all they'd have to do is spray it because people even ignore the fact that they're spraying us to begin with. I'm sure they could spray us with nanotech that could crawl up into our bodies. Yeah, they can, they can, they can put the
0: mRNA technology into the air and have people breathe it. Oh, yeah. So I'm not quite clear what you mean by nanotechnology. I know this is mRNA, and, you know, we have lots of other things that use tiny –
1: The lipid shell itself is the nanotech. But that's, that's, that's a thing that we use
0: all, all the time for all kinds of things, and actually it's very- – Right,
1: but I, I, when I say nanotechnology, I'm not talking little robots. I'm just – anything oh, okay. can be tech, like a glass of – water. the glass okay. of water is – the tech that holds the water. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'm the terminology can be confusing. And I'm glad you pointed this out to kind of clarify more. That's all I mean is like the tech itself is that little lipid that can be injected with something, you right. know, and, and break your cells barrier. The barrier. Yeah. That's the tech. Not that maybe they put little things in it that a lot of people think they did. And maybe they did. I hope they didn't, but maybe they did. Um, but for sure they're using nanotech, which is those, those little lipids yeah. that they're, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. I would just say by itself, that that's not dangerous. You can get glutathione delivered this way. It's actually a very effective way to get glutathione delivered. I think yeah. I,
1: key issue. I'm not against the technology even like if it worked, it's the people that own and use this technology that I'm not going to use it just because I know who, who does it. I like, I don't trust it because of that. That's yeah. the, like, I know these dark occultists. I mean, that's the biggest thing I do know. There are symbolisms everywhere. All I have to do is walk in and turn on the TV and I'm going to see it in like 15 seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think the main, the main concern
0: for me, if we're talking about what they're actually doing, is that it's an mRNA, which means it's telling your body to create something. So you're basically, everyone is giving these people, you know, and most of these, many of these people are not elected, even elected officials or anything like that. Right. The ability to change how your body is creating proteins, yeah. which means you going to know protein. what
1: that's going to do. We'll your body. You know, Mark Zuckerberg, I don't know. You probably have heard this, that he, I guess back in June or somewhere like that, he, he uh, got caught by project Veritas mm-hmm. um, in a conference call. He was talking about like what we're talking about with this, this nanotechnology. And he said, I'm not so sure about that. And then he had some conversations. One of them being with Dr. Fauci <laughs> And now he's like changed his mind to the point where Facebook won't let you talk about this anymore. And this is what Project Veritas came out and was talking about a few weeks ago and released the Zuckerberg initial conference call recording. Well, I guess Zuckerberg was able to get over this hurdle of this nanotech and and it putting stuff into our, our uh, potentially into our genetic code by the manufacturing system of our cells manufacturing this. This genetic code stuff by saying that now they're saying that it's just like a a temporary thing, like it does it, but then it goes away and just kind of disappears. Well, they don't, but
0: they don't even know that. So th- there's, yeah, I know, I know, but that's what they're trying to do to get things.
1: around all this. There's so you know RNA
0: things which are actually designed specifically to continue, and there's no, you know, indefinitely, and there's no, right. there's no information about whether these current vaccines are one of those. Or not, and also there are ways for what's going on in your body, you know, with mRNAs and various proteins floating around, to actually go back and influence your DNA in a permanent way. So, and again, this is not all testing, but yeah, I they're really talking about like
1: cancer now too. What's and that? that? This could. Have, that I I've read some some stuff recently where they're starting to talk about cancer and how this um, this mRNA might change how we respond to cancer and make it so that we can't fight cancer. So cancer will then proliferate in people's bodies. Hmm. Yeah,
0: it's scary stuff. Tons of of ideas about what that might, what might happen. And honestly, I think a lot of those are probably true. I think it is true that people are dying and they're dying. I think people are dying at a higher rate than, you know, people who actually, if you get the virus normally, Versus if you got the vaccine, I think the death rate is probably higher. And um, like Vern Coleman or Vernon Coleman, he's a good person to go and pay attention to who talks about this stuff. He's a doctor. And, you know, I I do think it's going to be bad. But I agree with you. Even if it's not bad, why would you give the people who are obviously not trustworthy, the people who put this whole scam over on us, why would you trust that same people to get the vaccine? You know, and also if there's, it's so important to them to get people to get the vaccine. They've gone to such great lengths to make it so that people are going to mass get it. And you know, a lot of, I mean, are there, is it because of money? I just, I don't think that they're going to these great lengths for money.
1: It seems not like they money. Want
0: something off here.
1: It's it's obviously not money. They can make money so many different ways. This isn't about money. <laughs> this is about um, agendas. It's blatant. And that's the thing about it. It's becoming so blatant that pretty soon people are really going to have to turn their brains off in order to accept what's going on. Right now, it's already there. You really kind of have to turn your brain off in so many ways to accept what's going on. Yeah. So what do you think people, you know, fellow
0: human patriots, people who are aware of what's going on and want to survive it and also want to, you know, help the world end up in a place, you know, that's not much, that's not worse, but it's actually much better than where we are. What do you think people should be focusing on right now?
1: I think people should be focused on their own shadow work if they haven't started it, especially getting started on that immediately. Um, I think that people, for me, it's kind of like a lot of people are going into this um, survival strategy thing and i get that but i've chosen kind of not to do that and that's my own personal choice and the reason why i did that is because if this stuff starts going down i'm i'm not going to bail on people i'm going to go and i'm going to go i might die because of it i might be ripped apart and shredded but i'm going to go into the belly of the beast with these people that need some help somebody somebody's somebody's gonna have to help them you know what I mean? So if I'm stockpiling food and I'm making my exit and focused all my energy on that, I'm not going to be able to do what I just explained. And I do want to do that. These Because I love people. I love, I, you know, they're brainwashed and I see it. But I really do love these people. And I can't just leave them behind. So if that makes me vulnerable and stupid, I, I don't really care because this is just a meat sack. And I really believe in reincarnation. I don't think there's enough that we, for us to even manifest in this form and and be what we are, it's inherent that we need enough time to actually explore what we are. And one lifetime is not enough time for that. So I'm not too worried about if I die. Plus I almost have died because I have a autoimmune disease that almost killed me. So after that coming through that, it's like, I don't, I don't really invest too much energy in being fearful of what's going to happen. I'm more like, okay, whatever happens, I'm just going to keep doing my shadow work. I'm going to keep talking to people about natural law. I'm going to keep talking to people about anarchy. I'm going to keep, um, keep doing th- those three things, like my shadow work, talking to people about natural law, talking to people about anarchy, all the rest of it everything I could give a shit about. I'm going to keep playing music. I'm going to keep doing things. I'm going to keep having fun. Fun is very important. I'm going to be finding ways to have a lot of fun. I'm going to be lighthearted and I'm going to be uh, just someone that people can talk to and be a friend to, and I'm going to be a friend to them. So that's, that's my solution for this situation.
0: Great. Sounds like a great solution. I really like that. So if people want to, see what you're up to and get, you know, when you put out new stuff, like where should people be going
1: more and more? So my blog, um, that's www.bluedragonblog.com. And I kind of set it up as like a place where I could post all my creativity. Um, cause I write music, I write poetry, I do the, you know, videos and stuff like that. So, it's still going to be that, but I'm going to add another section to it where I'm going to start to find information that I really resonate with resonate with, and, and think is very important for people to see and start archiving it. So I'm going to be doing that a lot more because right now I'm kind of just sharing this stuff around uh, social media or whatever, but I, I want to have a place that people can go to and just find things that will get their brain thinking and maybe write a little blurb about why I chose to put each piece that I chose to put on there. So, so I figured out some ways to kind of get my blog to uh, when I post to, to then just send it to some other places. So it's more automated and I'm working on that right now. So more and more, it's going to be my blog, especially since I got off of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube um, Or you could could check if you like my videos. I'm going to be posting those to Rumble and Library, so you can find my videos there. Um, Yeah, so I'm just kind of – I need to tweak a lot of things on my blog and get it uh, in a better place, but that's what I'm going to be working on. Cool.
0: Well, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. (laughs) I'm actually looking forward to us, like you, coming on again and us kind of covering maybe more specific topics. This is kind of like a – Get to know you type episode, but I think we could definitely talk about a lot of other things. So, um, okay. yeah, uh, thanks for coming on, and I hope to talk with you again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate. It.
1: All right.